Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Screen Nerds Podcast. My name's Michael Burgett, and thanks for joining me for this quick screen episode of The Song of Names. Uh, it's a film starring Tim Roth and Clive Owen. And uh, if you if you haven't heard of this film, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if you haven't, because it's one that's really flying under the radar. Uh, I only happen to have heard of it because I was looking on the upcoming films and, uh, and, screen time, and screen times and seeing what was available and just happened to see it listed and went online and looked at a trailer and thought, oh, that looks interesting. And so wanted to check it out. And so I did. And so I just got out of the theater and uh, wanted to share some of my thoughts and uh, feelings on, on the film. And uh, The premise of the film is uh, a young... Polish boy who's Jewish uh, goes to study music in England right before the war. His family uh, leaves him there uh, to study music uh, because he's a virtuoso violin player and so he's uh, given this opportunity to study in England and, uh, and an English family uh, invites him in and basically uh, promises to uh, care for him, watch out for him, and to uh, keep up with all the Jewish traditions and, and honor his, his beliefs. Uh, and so he goes to stay with his family and uh, lives with Martin. Uh, Martin is the English boy that he, he stays with, his family. And so you'll see, you see throughout the course of the film uh, this relationship between Martin and uh, David, uh, the Jewish boy, uh, and, and how they interact with one another and, uh, and how that uh, relationship is uh, strained, it's strengthened, uh, and, and at one point disappears. Because the point of the film is, uh, at the beginning, Martin uh, and his family uh, have prepared for this huge concert that's uh, going to be carried by the BBC and uh, lords and uh, dignitaries and all these people uh, are here to, to listen to David perform his violin in 1951 uh, I believe is the, the time of the beginning of the film and uh, David doesn't show he disappears and uh, without a trace and no one knows where he went and so then the film jumps 35 years uh, into the quote-unquote present, which uh, was about the mid-80s. And Martin is a middle-aged man. He's married, and he, on a whim, uh, basically, after uh, seeing a uh, young lad uh, mimic some of David's mannerisms, uh, begins to search for David find out, you know, where he's been these last 35 years. And so it's this journey that happens with Martin as he tries to find out what happened with David and reconcile what happened in the past of, you know, why, you know, why would David have left, what, what the situation was and everything. And so it ends up taking Martin on this journey almost around the world, essentially, to, to find out what happened with David and and then you find out kind of the story of 
what did happen with David and, and, and his experiences afterwards. And so it's a really poignant film. I, that was the one word when I, uh, when I walked out of the theater, it was poignant. I, I think that the, the story and the performances are very touching, very moving. Uh, you really feel a sense of loss, of sadness, of emotional just weightiness uh, to this film that I think it's rare to see in films today. I think a lot of times uh, going down that path of, of, of emotion uh, is not it's not one that's particularly traveled along very much. Uh, so I, I think that in seeing a film like this, I think it it hits you in, in places that you know you don't normally get hit with uh, uh, in, with films and theaters today. So I thought that was really really impressive to me to, to see that uh, Tim Roth uh, as the older version of Martin. I thought was was very was very well done I thought you know because normally he's uh, he's the type of actor that usually gets in in typecast as you know villains as you know this rough and tough uh, gruff guy and so to, to see him uh, here in, in this performance as someone who's very vulnerable who uh, is carrying this weight of burden of, of loss from you know, basically what happened some 35 years earlier uh, with this disappearance, and then immediately after that, his father died uh, because of just the weight of everything that happened uh, in, in losing David and, and not knowing where he was and thinking he, David was dead, and so uh, all of that that uh, Martin has to carry. I thought Tim Roth did a great job in performance with that. Clive Owen uh, plays the older version of David, and I thought that you know his performance was was great. I thought that his screen time wasn't as much because you know when you're having to do the search for the character, when you find the character, there, there's not a lot of time in between to, to really develop. But I thought Clive did a great job of of putting those pieces together of. of the aftermath of those 35 years and, and what it was that uh, he had experienced in, in the aftermath of that and uh, I thought all the characters, I, I thought even the younger versions uh, were good and, and really helped to put those pieces together I thought the narrative was really strong, I mentioned uh, with the rhythm section how the narrative in and out wasn't as coherent at times with with the flow from past to present. I thought this film did a did a great job of, of weaving in and out of the past and the present in in almost a, like a like a song, like a violin being played. I thought that the way it would hit those points of the present and then have a cue back into the past and filling out the story and then cutting back into the present I thought that they did a great job with, with telling the story and so uh, it's a film that this film it's a film that really leaves you 
really thinking because again it's it's a it's a hard subject when you're having to deal with the Holocaust and you're dealing with the aftermath of that uh, of the, sur the survivors or those that lost loved ones and, and the struggle that they that they deal with in, in, in remembrance and, and so I thought this film did, did a really good job of portraying that and showing uh, those that are of the Jewish faith and, and, and what they struggle with and, and, and deal with in this and those that are not in the Jewish faith and, and, how, and how they deal with it. So, uh, overall, solid quality film. Uh, it's one that I don't think is going to get a whole lot of play as far as like attention and so uh, I, I am very glad that I went and saw it because I think it's, it's one that should, should be watched if at the very least uh, when it comes out on digital or, or on DVD uh, if you get a chance to see the theater I would recommend seeing it and going and supporting uh, independent films like this one uh, again I'm, I'm always championing uh, the bandwagon of, of supporting new Independent, uh, independent films or, or creative films, ones that are not remakes, reboots, or sequels, and this this is definitely one that's not a remake, reboot, or a sequel that that tells a quality story, and, and we should be promoting and championing these types of films. So, the Song of Names. I won't spoil what what that is. Like, I, I want you to go see the films so that you understand why the film is titled The Song of Names, uh, but it is very fitting and very pointed as to why that's the name of the film. Uh, so definitely, I give it an 8 out of 10. Go, go check it out if you get the chance, and uh, let me know when you see it. Let me know what you think. You can email me, screennerdspodcast at gmail.com. You can follow on Twitter, at screennerdspod. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, and share the podcast. Uh, I would really, really appreciate if you get the word out and let others know what we're doing here at Screen Nerds Podcast. So this is Michael. Thank you for joining me for this quick screen episode of The Song of Names and hope to catch you uh, on the next episode. Thanks again.